welcome to Caravan Confessions. I'm your host, Eric Simon, better known as The Broke Agent. And today we have a St. Louis real estate agent named Jennifer Mattis, who is a... Did I get that right, Mattis? You did. That's correct. Okay. She is a lover of handbags and shoes. She speaks Russian and she's funny and witty. That's what it says on her Facebook profile. (laughs) Perfect. Was that accurate? Yes, very accurate. So are you Russian in in, uh, in nature or do you just speak Russian? I uh, am the firstborn American in my family. So I am legit Russian. Nice. My family derives from Russia as well, I think. Russia and Lithuania. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's interesting being Russian. <laughs> <laughs> no one believes that I'm Russian because I'm so Americanized. But Right. Does uh, speaking Russian help you at all in your real estate business? Um, sometimes. Uh, I'll be honest, sometimes Russian clients are a little difficult to deal with. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I don't know that it necessarily really helps. But people enjoy hearing that I am, you know, I can speak another language. Yeah. They're fascinated by it. Out in Los Angeles, it's a plus to speak Spanish, Farsi, and maybe even a little bit of Hebrew. Yeah, um, I can unfor- imagine. <laughs> unfortunately, I only speak English. And... <laughs> that's why you're the broke agent. That, that's why I'm the broke agent, exactly. So, Jennifer, why don't you give us a little background of yourself, and then we'll dive into your stories. Sure. Uh, I've been uh, been in the real estate industry since uh, about 2006. I got licensed in 2010. And I formed a team uh, probably a couple years ago. Um, we have we basically focus on you know trying to use the most forward technology and making mm-hmm. life simple and making the real estate process simple for clients. Yeah, I could uh, tell that by uh, how difficult it was to record the first twenty minutes of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. She, she's so forward with technology that I you can't can even blame, hear her on her iPad for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> you can blame Sprint and or Apple for that one. That's that right. I'll, I'll blame That's the carrier. Okay. Yeah, always. It's always a carrier as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I've been a St. Louis resident uh, my whole life. Um, typical. I like to travel shopping, obviously. Right. Um, but real estate is definitely my number one passion. And we've grown exponentially and we're just continuing to do that by just growing our brand and you know we got to have a little bit of fun along the way. We have some crazy stories of course. And we drink a, we drink a lot of champagne also. <laughs> have of, you bought have you seen my wake up drink real estate drink shirts? Yes, I need to own one of them. Absolutely. You need to you need to buy one of them. Actually, you know what? I'll send you a free one after this for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're so awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, even though I wanted that $5 of profit that I make on each one. <laughs> I'll send you a check for five bucks. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. So <laughs> what, what were you doing from 2006 to 2010? Were you an assistant? You said you got your license in 2010, right? Yes. Uh, so I started off as a receptionist for a real estate office and the market turned. So that did not go over very well. But I continued to stay in the real estate industry. I worked uh, as an assistant to a team. I did marketing, advertising, kind of everything on the back end. And I was working as an assistant for a large team and I was, you know, processing some of their paychecks or their commission checks. And I was like, what the hell? I'm only getting paid 10 bucks an hour. This is bullshit. <laughs> so uh, I was I was ready to take the leap and then I kind of never looked back. And it was you probably know, the best decision I've ever made. 
We have the exact same background. I started as the receptionist at my brokerage and then became an assistant as well. It's yeah, you got to learn. I, I'm grateful for those experiences for sure. It's good to but, see the office side, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you have more respect and more appreciation for when you do hire your own admin or your own assistant. You understand, you know, where their come, where their position is. But the problem is, all realtors are basically crazy control freaks. So <laughs> regardless of the respect you have, you know, you're still you're still a hustler. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was the receptionist at a brokerage in Beverly Hills, and the phone rang every five seconds. So it was probably the hardest job I've ever had. I know that sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but I was horrified of answering the phone. I had no experience doing it, and I took it as a temporary job. I worked at uh, a comedy club before that, and that's kind of how I got my real estate career. Well, you know what? This isn't about me. Let's <laughs> let, <laughs> Let's get back. Let's get back to you and your story. So you've been in real estate, or you've had your license since 2010, and you got a couple stories that you want to tell us on Caravan Confessions. So why don't you jump into them? Okay. Well, the most recent one is probably one of the crazy, more crazy and more comical ones. Uh, so, uh, like I mentioned, I have a team, and I have uh, two other team members. And one of our team members uh, came to me and said, "Hey, I have a client who." needs to sell this property. Uh, and it, it was his mother. She had recently passed away and they just, they need to get rid of it and, and move on. And so I actually had an, my own investor in mind. So, uh, he ended up representing the seller and I represented the buyer. And so we got it under contract and we were ready to roll. Uh, but before that even happened, but your, your uh, investor ended up renting the seller. He no, he ended up writing an offer on the property. So both. Oh, the, I mean, rep- representing. Sorry, you said no. You were, you're good. So my no, my team member uh, represented the seller, and I, I represented the buyer. So okay. it was we were trying to make it pretty easy. So right. we went there to the home the first time to take a look at it to kind of assess. We knew it was going to need a lot of work. It'd be an ideal situation for an investor to fix it up and rent it, or even flip it. The margin was there. So we go to the property and the one of the sellers had not been in the home in probably over a year. And the last time he had been there was when he walked in the home and learned that his mother was falling ill and needed to be taken to the hospital. And sadly, she passed away like shortly after that. Right. So he was already emotional about this process, but we didn't know how emotional <laughs> until, uh-huh. <laughs> until we got there. And he, so we walk Wait, in the you, door. You just got an email, by the way. Oh, th- hey, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, so, so we get in the property, and it's myself, my team member, and the seller. And this place is like the most disgusting, like bachelor house you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. There's shit everywhere. Actual and, shit. <laughs> no, thank God, not. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't walk far enough into the bathroom to even pay attention to that. Yeah. But there was just, I mean, it was like teenagers were living there basically. And there, there's two brothers in their, their mid twenties and it smelled terrible. There was trash and junk everywhere. And then there was this random stray cat that looks (laughs) like the cat from, um, Austin Powers. And like, um, oh, you mean Mr. Bigglesworth? Yes. <laughs> it had no hair. I don't know what those are called. I, I just hate cats, so I don't know. Yeah. 
them. So this cat's like roaming around and like, I hate cats. So, but, and so like, they know when you hate them and it like would not leave my side. And so we're walking through this house, taking pictures just so we could get an idea of the rehab for all of this. And I start walking down into the basement and I'm hit with this horrible stench and there is mold, black mold everywhere, oh. all over the walls, like everywhere. And I what, am. What highly- causes black mold? Uh, black mold is caused by water, um, lack of ventilation, like moisture, basically. I think so. It ended up being they had a backup and they had it. And so it flooded. And so they had it allegedly fixed, but they didn't have, really fix it. I think it. I have that all over my bathroom in my apartment in Santa Monica. <laughs> There's, there's like these black spots like all over around my shower, all over the roof. It's like a, it's a super old building. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell my landlord about that. Yeah, that's now, I, now I know what it is. <laughs> Have you been coughing a lot lately? <laughs> oh yeah. I've been, I've been coughing. I've been sick. Um, it smells terrible in there. So thank you for diagnosing what my bathroom has. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. So <laughs> we find, okay. So we find that there's mold everywhere. And so I run back upstairs cause I, I cannot be around. I get deathly ill. So I tell him, the seller, I was like, hey, man, there's mold down there. And he's like, where? And I was like, just go downstairs and look for anything black on the walls. (laughs) So he gets it. And so we walk out to the sunroom off the back, which also has mold everywhere. So I don't really understand what they're doing in this situation. I don't understand why there's not ventilation anywhere. Are they not using the air conditioning? I don't really know what's going on. What was but, the relation again between you said there's two 20 something mid 20 guys living there. What was the relation to the seller? They were brothers. Brothers. Okay. Yeah. So there's three, the three brothers. Got it. So we come back inside from there and we're having this conversation with the seller, the main brother, and he gets really quiet, like all of a sudden. And he just like, starts looking around and like he was about two seconds away from crying. And so oh. my part, my, my associate and I were like, okay, we need to step outside. Like he, he needs a moment. <laughs> and so we go outside to the garage and this nasty ass cat is like following me back. By, there. The, way, by the way, it's an Egyptian Sphinx cat. Great. Is what you're Great. talking about. I Googled it. Egyptian Sphinx. And, awesome. and they are the ugliest cats known to mankind. It looks like they got like skinned. No, that's that's literally what it was. Yeah, and the thing the thing was just following you everywhere. Yes, it was disgusting. Yeah, it's horrifying. So we go back to the garage, and in the garage is like a series of like weird things. There's like an old payphone just like laying there, like a disheveled like motorcycle. I mean, just like the most random like antique shit you see. I was like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So we have this conversation with him and say, okay. This is what you need to price it at. We're going to call our investor. We're going to show it. So a couple of days later, we show it to the investor. The mold is probably worse at this point. So I, mm-hmm. I refuse to go into the basement. So <laughs> we're standing that, outside. That's a, good se- that's a good sell to your investor is you literally point to the basement and tell him <laughs> to go down there and look for himself. <laughs> yes. And he is not, you know, he, he knows a, a lot about this. I mean, he's gone into hoarder's houses before. You should have so, got in there with like a hazmat suit. You know, I really tr- actually think I tried finding one <laughs> just to make <laughs> it funnier. Yeah. 
and that was just not an option. So that's I, a great I that's a great it. idea for a little video. Actually, I'm starting to try like YouTube skits and YouTube videos and showing that's a house in a hazmat suit's a good one. So thank perfect. you for the inspiration. You're welcome. You can just use your bathroom. As yeah, a- yeah, exactly. I'll use my <laughs> I'll use my own apartment as the subject. Perfect. Perfect. So we're having this conversation and he says, okay, like well, we're going to talk about it, about talk about what we should offer on the price. And I said, okay. So the investors leave and uh, myself and my other team member get back in my car and we're just having a conversation about the nasty mold and all this stuff. Yeah. And I get a phone call that I, I hadn't answered it at that point because uh, we were still talking. And so at this point, the investor has now called me three times in a row. And so I, he's not a needy person, so I didn't know what was happening. I was like, maybe he got in a car accident. I don't know. So I called him back quickly. And all he says to me is, check your legs. And I, oh was, like, I was like, what the hell? Why would you ask me that? He was like, <laughs> sit still for a minute. He was like, do you feel anything on your legs? And as soon as he said it, I started feeling like bites like, oh my on my legs. <laughs> so I left my pant leg and I have fleas. We all now have fleas. Because so I, I didn't even know that's possible for humans to get fleas. Yeah, I didn't either because we don't have like hair. So, uh, But you, know. you didn't even go down in the basement. So literally just standing in the house, you had yes. fleas crawling up your legs. That is disgusting. Yeah, yeah very, very disgusting. So at this point, the investor's like, I'm standing in my garage like half naked, like uh-huh. getting, getting my clothes off. Because he's like, you need to go home and change. And, he, and I was like, change? Fuck that. I'm burning my clothes. Right. And, I, and I'm going to like bleach the inside of my car. Like this is <laughs> ridiculous. So my uh, – I'm not going to say his name. But my associate and I are like racing back to my place. So to, like, does he, does he have fleas also? Yes. We so you're, all- you're both sitting in your car with <laughs> – Please crawling up your legs, biting you, burning you. That is just yes. that's horrifying. It was not a good – at this point, we're like chain-smoking cigarettes because we're so stressed out. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and let me preface the fact that it's like a $60,000 property. Like it is not even worth any of this shit. So we race back to my place and I'm like literally like undressing in my front stairwell. Like this, this was ridiculous. And so I like – throw it all into a bag and I'm like ready to burn it. Mm-hmm. And at this point I'm like convinced my entire place is filled with uh, fleas for like days on end. I was like feeling <laughs> paranoid at 100%. I think I, one time I woke up at like three in the morning and changed my sheets. Cause I was so <laughs> paranoid. Well, I mean, it just, it was just bad. And it like lingered like for a couple days. And so at this point I'm like finding like cleaning people and like getting them to do all this stuff. So did the investor never want to go back there again? Well, he ended up buying it, but oh my God. He, he did well he, yeah, like I said, they don't care about that stuff. I mean, they've uh-huh. bought houses with mold, hoarders, fire. They you know, they don't care. Yeah. Do you but have it, a price point? Can you give away the price point? Uh yeah, I mean, he ended up buying it for like 60 grand. I mean, okay. it was like it was nothing. It, what it, what nothing. is the price point? Like the average sales price from St. Louis? Um it kind of varies on the area, um, but yeah. somewhere around like the two two fifteen two seventeen mark is what we've kind of picked up on. Got it. Uh, but we it kind of varies. It's like you know, cert, I'm sure LA is the same way. It's like certain areas you have 
you know, several million dollar properties. And then you go five miles out and there's like a $30,000 property. Like it's, it, it varies drastically here. Right. Uh, so anyway, so at this point we're all like freaked out by the damn fleas and the mold. <laughs> and like a week later I'm like coughing. It just, it, of course I get like deathly ill from this. So we're going through the process of the title and all of that jazz. And then we run into a roadblock. Mm-hmm. The roadblock is the fact that prior to the mother passing away, she'd racked up thousands and thousands of dollars in credit card bills and stopped paying them. Of course. Of course. And so did uh, the guy's stepfather. So there were multiple liens on this property, probably almost doubling the actual worth of this property. So now at this point, we have to deliver to what we nicknamed McMotional, our main brother. <laughs> um, we had to why, deliver... Why, why McMotional? Was he an Irish an Irish guy? Like, was his last name Mick, <laughs> I Mick something? Even, I don't even... I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> he just... The, he, and he's just so emotional about everything. That, just like, const, constantly crying. Basically. Like, he... And, like, he's been sending, like, weird text messages. Like, I, I don't know what, what the deal is. How, how old was this guy in comparison to his brothers? Um, he was probably, like, in his mid-30s. Mid-30s. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know where Mick Motional came from. It just... It just came out one day, and it was hysterical, and it stuck. You should coin that. Absolutely. Trademark it. Throw it on a T-shirt. Sell it on thebrokeagent.com. Had to plug Uh, that real quick. I think we can manage that. Yeah, I think we can do that. So Mick Motional is, like, freaking out uh, about this situation. And uh, so now they're investigating all of these, like, who owes what? Can the liens actually be put against the property? Yada, yada, yada. So now – this has been drug out at this point for like three months, I think. So at the three month mark, we get a phone call that says, Oh, well now we have to open probate. We have to go through the probate court system because she had passed away uh-huh. and they couldn't find the will. Or I mean, there's like a you know, hundred thousand things going on that no one can figure out. So now we're going through this whole court process. Now we're at about maybe six months of waiting Oh and figuring God. figuring this out. And it boiled down to uh, some credit card bills that they were able to remove because they were under the stepfather and not the mother and, and, and ended up working itself out. Was the commission worth this entire process? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I think a, it was a like, 60, Were you guys getting 5% over there? Uh, I think for that one we charged 6 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure my commission yeah, were- was like, a thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, a thousand dollars for fleas and mold, and just exactly. being, death, being deathly ill in a six-month process isn't worth it. Sometimes no, it is, no. but not in the yeah. The commission like was a hundred thousand dollars, maybe, but exactly. not not a thousand dollars. So the the bro- the young brothers were basically a pain in the ass. They gave zero shits about this process and what we what we were doing. So you're giving you're giving us twenty somethings a bad name right here. You're I, you know I'm. I'm I'm 26 years old. I'm a 20-something. Okay. Well, I'm a 26-year-old boy with with mold. (laughs) I mean, it was just a a shit show. So we go to the property. By the way, there's no cursing on this podcast. I'm going to have to edit every single one of those curse words out. Oops. I'm kidding. (laughs) I know. I've been following you for a while. Okay, good. How did did you start following, by the way? I think we just saw something on social media. Facebook, Instagram? 
probably Facebook. Okay. And uh, I think we were jealous because <laughs> we wanted to come up with something similar, but we just didn't get around to it because we just the, we just see the craziest stuff, and we can't tell anyone because we don't want them knowing it's us. <laughs> That's why I created an alias called the Broke Agent. I know, but now everyone knows who you are. Yeah, but it doesn't really affect anything. I oh, keep okay. it. I keep it separate from my business. Got it. Well, maybe yeah. uh, it's different where you are, but I, we would definitely get in trouble for it here. Yeah. Sure. Well, I, I don't say anything about my clients. I just use circumstances that happen with my Got clients, it. and then don't disclose their information. But anyway, continue. We just, we just don't use their names. Anyway, right, so. Uh, we finally fast forward to now extending the contract by like for the fifth or sixth time to get to closing. Mm -hmm. And we've now ha entered the part where we have need to do uh, a final walkthrough. They wanted to check to see if the mold was any worse because they were going to start demoing uh, like the day after closing. So I pull up to the house and there's a car in the driveway. And I was like, oh, maybe a neighbor is parking there. Maybe they know they've already moved out. Nope. I know. <laughs> I knock on the door and there's no answer. But I can like hear someone moving around. And I was like, oh God. It's the cat. <laughs> the cat was totally there. The cat was totally still there. No one's even feeding that thing. That thing is just literally surviving off of whatever's being dropped on the ground. Basically. And they like let it go outside too. So I'm sure it's like killing animals outside. Oh God. <laughs> so, I hate I cats too. I hate cats. Like, I, I can't do it. They're so evil. I call the main brother, and I was like, hey, is somebody here? And he was like, they're not supposed to be. I said, well, I hear someone, and there's a car. So he calls the brother, and I hear the door open, and this guy comes out, probably from a, like, Coke or heroin bender, <laughs> looking like hell with his rugged-looking girlfriend, and we're like, hey, you know, we're closing tomorrow, right? And he's like, yeah, we'll be out of there by then. I said, <laughs> You're like, what? get out of there now. Well, that's basically what I said. And so I refused to go in the house again because I don't want to die from mold. Yeah. So at one point, the one investor comes like running out, like covering his mouth. He's like, oh, my God, it smells like shit in there. He's like, do you know that they're still living there? There's a mattress on the ground. <laughs> oh, so they turn it into a crack den. Yes. Okay. But these aren't the, – the scruffy-looking cokehead heroin addict wasn't a uh, one of the brothers, right? He was just some random dude. Oh, no. It's one of the brothers. Oh, it's one of the brothers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely one of the brothers. Got it. Got it. So I politely asked them to leave for the rest of this appointment and they take off. He's like, oh, I was running the gas station. I'm like, okay, you do that. Yeah. <laughs> so go, we go, get, go get some more cigarettes. Seriously, exactly. So we finish up the entire like seven minutes they were there and we leave. And so he was like, I don't trust these guys. I need something in writing that says that they need, they're going to be out by closing. If not, I'm not funding the money. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, that's totally fair. So the next day we finally hit closing and trying to coordinate these three brothers to get to closing and uh, ready. Sorry about that. My power just went out. Jennifer, continue. Okay. <laughs> so now we're at the closing with the three brothers. And he's giving me a text play-by-play -play of how this is going. They're 
was a very awkward silence for a while. Like none of them were speaking to each other. Apparently the one brother who was living in the house appeared to uh, have not showered or changed clothes in several days. Uh, his, he was like disheveled. His hair was disheveled. He was a mess. So they're sitting and waiting for the title rep to come out and sign the documents. And the brother proceeds to pull out a little container and place it on the desk or the, the table uh, and proceeds to roll what seems to be a blunt. <laughs> and he's just, you know, hanging out, rolling, doing his thing in front of everyone. Yeah, what a boss. Absolutely. Luckily, he did not light it while he was in there because that, that would have been the icing on the cake. And marijuana is not legal in St. Louis, correct? Not yet. Correct. Not yet. It is not yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. There are lobbyists pushing for it, but it is not yet. So he is like awkwardly like sitting there like flicking this thing around, <laughs> like waiting for the paperwork to be signed. Just, to, so, just so he can light it up immediately. Bingo. He just wants to get his money. Just couldn't wait. No, apparently not. He just wanted to, uh, you know, get his money and, and get the hell out of there. So he, the main brother is like asking him about like if he was getting his driver's license back because apparently he had lost it for whatever reason. <laughs> and he proceeds to tell him that um, he was not going to uh, work on uh, getting his license back because he was just going to continue to have people drive around, drive him around to go buy more drugs. Wow, so he, he doesn't care about ever flying on a plane or buying alcohol ever again or basically doing anything with his life. No. He just wants to be driven around and to yeah, get drugs. Well, I, I, appreciate the, uh, the, I appreciate the commitment, I guess, to the habit. <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, it was that's, one of those scenarios where you're like, what else can he do? What else can go wrong yeah. in this six-month debacle? Well, at least he didn't light the joint and the closing room and light the paperwork on fire. But that would have been better. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, so it, what, oh, go ahead. I was saying basically, like at the end of it, it's like it's just like the tale of McMotional mm-hmm. and all the the three brothers. All I mean, well, I I don't know what else to call it. I think we're it, gonna call that. You know, we name every podcast. I think we'll call it the tale of McMotional. So, perfect. thank you for the name right there. Perfect. I'm glad I could help. So what I like to ask all of the guests that come on the show and explain these ridiculous scenarios is, is there anything that you learned from the situation? Anything, any takeaways? What would you do differently the next time? Oh my God, I don't even know. Would you ever, would you ever take another property like that? Would you handle it differently? Would you go in there with a hazmat suit, with a team? (laughs) I would go with that. I would go in with a hazmat suit. Because you got to still have the stories. You got to still have the humor in it. Because exactly. if, if you're not, if you don't have any humor in real estate, you will have a mental breakdown. And I've witnessed agents that has happened to, and it's not pretty. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of McMotional agents. Yes. I don't even, they could be even worse than McMotional. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you for coming on. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. I'll make sure to send you a wake up drink real estate drink shirt. Awesome. And, thank and then you, you could and then you could send me a check for five dollars so I can make my Absolutely. profit. Yeah. <laughs> I will post it all over social media. All right, cool, Jennifer. Is there anything you want to promote? Anywhere people could reach you, a website, 
email address, social security number, anything you want to tell us. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're ever looking for investor property or real estate in St. Louis, or Delphi, your team to go to, we're the Mattis Group Real Estate Advisors. We are Our brokerage is Keller Williams. And you can find us all over social media as M-G-R-E-A. Awesome. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye.